You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums. It's here before you die. episode we'll be talking about everything but the girl idlewild in the room i have rob hey friendo hey and on the line i have josh how's it going and kyle i don't want to talk about it idlewild is a forest duo album by the british musical duo everything but the girl it was released on the 29th of february 1988 on blanc negro records this and sire records the genre is sophistapop and the producer is ben watt i'm going to read from the book Gareth Thompson. For your bedroom needs, we sell everything but the girl, proclaimed the poster in a hall furniture shop back in the early 80s. Perfect inspiration for a duo whose romantic sound probably became the irresistible aphrodisiac for many couples' copulations. (sighs) Musician Ben Watt and, and singer Tracy Thorne met as students in Hall and scored Individual successes on the Cherry Red label. After teaming up in earnest, they record a series of albums that pinch from jazz, country, torch song, and poignant pop, but a track written by the late Danny Winton, guitarist of Crazy Horse, finally sent their career skyward. The duo gave his well-known I Don't Want to Talk About It the full soulful treatment it is a classic ballad, one that almost could have been written for Thornton's aching voice. Hitting number three on the UK charts, the single gave their new album major impetus. Nearly a decade later, Thorne and Watt blended their airy uh, artiness with trancy dance rhythms. The results were astonishing success, especially in the United States. Everything but the girl were suddenly among the well-heeled musical elite. All right, what do we think of... Everything but the girl, Idlewild. This is 45 minutes I can't get back. Really? Times four. That's how many times I listened to it to see if I was missing something. It just. I it, feel like maybe I don't like Sophistapop. Yeah, this isn't my. This I, is I, not I really my thought I would. Yeah. I mean, I definitely liked it a lot less than other, you know, so called Sophistapop stuff like Brian Ferry uh, or Joe yeah, Jackson. Okay. Hmm. Like uh, initially, I was listening to it and it, it sounded like, oh, is this kind of sounds like wise blood or like Sade, you know, like I can get into this, but Sade. Um, as the album went on, I just, I, I liked it less and less. Interesting. Um, like initially I was like, Oh, I'm going to be the dark horse on this one. I'm going to say like this soothes my savage soul or something. And then by the end I was just like, I, I, I would rather listen to any of the other records um, <laughs> from that are adjacent to this. This is like all of the Christy McVie songs, like mm. packed into one record, and they don't, they don't do well for me. I don't agree with that, but I, I see what you're saying. It, it, it doesn't have much of an identity. I feel like it's just kind of like, 
vanilla. It's just yeah, I, I I'm starting to pin down certain things about Sophistapop in in relationship to the um, it seems like an eon ago when we were talking about soft Brazilian jazz. Oh, I love oh, yeah. soft Brazilian jazz. Take it was back. hard to pin down why you would dislike the music, right? Because mm-hmm. it has has it evokes a certain musicality to it. It's very professional. It's very soothing, but it doesn't have those. I, I think uh, I don't want to talk about. It does have the hook mm-hmm. that maybe a lot of these others don't. Yeah. Um. But it's really hard to pin down. You know. Okay. It just kind of glazes over me where I'm listening to a song and then it kind of bleeds into the next song and then the next song. And I don't have that hook. Um, and she, Tracy is kind of notorious for not writing hooks, quote unquote hooks, the, the choruses. Now she's really good at it. <laughs> yeah. And so I think these songs just kind of give you good melodies. They have, they're very well produced, but it just has that. It doesn't have that flavor that it doesn't have a, something extra that is that is going to stick with you yeah well she she says that like she wrote this album like she writes short stories Mm -hmm. as opposed to songs with choruses and i agree it totally lacks good pop vocals uh as far as like hooks and stuff go uh and she even said that maybe they should have stayed as short stories i don't disagree so i don't want to talk about it is on the re-release from right. 88. Sorry. I mean, I guess in, but they both came out in 88. So if, that's so weird though. Like it, it doesn't even like indicate a CD release for this until 2012. So should we be listening to, I don't want to talk about it or should we be starting right with love is here where I live? It's, it's, it's one right, of those so they're different. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those weird things like paint it black where it's like right there around the exact same time, but okay. it, it, wasn't quite on the album, but then it was quickly added to the album because it was a hit, you know, it, so I think we but can talk about the it. sequence too. Yeah. Yeah, they did. It, it's there, but at the same time, yeah, I understand what you're saying. There's no soul to this. <laughs> well, that's what I it, think Sophistapop it, is. It's, but it's a gl- it's no, a light, light on the, the, the is, Sophistapop. I don't know. Like Brian Ferry stuff is like, uh, yeah, Brian, thank I mean, you. Avalon. Yeah, Josh, that's a great point. Ooh. Okay. So Avalon Avalon. Is, yeah. I see. And um, you got to like Brian Ferry, right? Everyone, this everyone sounds like it was written Ferry, by an yeah. AI. Like this sounds like somebody just fed some. Yeah. Uh. And I, I only bring up the, the, or the, the, um, just because it was, I mean, th- this is a duo doing a thing and they just got some synthesizers and they just got this drum machine and one of them's figuring it out. And, you know, old boy from the, the is doing everything by himself using basically the same equipment, but writing these fucking grand, like, pop overseas but but then this sounds like i mean the drum machine and synth and sound effects and production it's literally to me it's like it's the karaoke version of the song yeah that's what it sounded like when i listened to it like if you hear like the karaoke track yeah you you um, can see you can see the japanese family in the background walking slowly through a grassy field like while you're singing the uh the song it's like somebody surgically removed the edges from the song right but and so what made made me wonder is uh what does the karaoke version of this song sound like? Yeah. Oh, did you look it up? <laughs> no. I, I think we should wait until we're all together and, and we'll sing it together. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But Tracy Thorne's voice, I mean, is very good. It's gorgeous. For this music. I have to admit, I was very, very 
impressed with how mm-hmm. like if we're talking about singers, she does a fantastic job with the melodies, with how these songs are are sung. I mean, she's fantastic in this, but I do understand. Yes, the backing track does sound generic to us. And that could be a product of the time, right? That we've just heard this now it is, ad nauseum yeah. Yeah, I mean, not, in every department store. Not to get crass, but going back to that that review, like I couldn't imagine trying to fuck to this. This sounds like a <laughs> real bad time. <laughs> Too soft. I mean, what, <laughs> that's the pull quote, right? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with my hips? They're just not shaking, you know. Like what? <laughs> I guess I don't like sex anymore. Seems this seems like something that uh, Dan Aykroyd's like yuppie characters in the eighties would exactly. Really enjoy. You're lighting candles. It's like there's rose right, petals yeah. and you know like there's a fog and sun. <laughs> no, it's in, worse in a sunset. You know this is this is like little Tom Hanks and Big when he becomes a little twelve year old boy and he feels up that chick. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs her. Wait, boob. no, but that's exactly that's what song. I thought of with that's this. It, this is that like it's meant to be this mood oriented like soundscape type thing and it's it's emotionless it doesn't it doesn't bring you into anything it's totally flat it doesn't and it's just so heavy-handed and it just so like it's this is shopping in the mall music it's like in a bad mall in a movie that's making fun of shopping in bad malls and movies right like it's that bad it it really is it could be a parody it's it's night of the comment before the comment hits yeah yeah, That's for you, Rob. Thank you, buddy. I, I think a more apt comparison, you were saying Brian Ferry before, but I think Sade is probably the, if we want to talk Sophistapop, we'll talk Style Council and Sade, because I think those well, are- Well, I like Sade and I didn't like Style Council. Well, yeah. I like them both, so yeah. what do we do now? And I think, no, I, I, I'm with you guys. I'm with it. This, it, it just doesn't, it sits right on the surface. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about the lyrics then? Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's did someone read them? Because uh, I bet they might be good. I did. Well, so we took a gander. I can't tell you guys how many times I heard lines like, okay, so uh, I've thought of having children, but I've gone and changed my mind. When I listened to this, I just kept like shrugging my shoulders and going, okay. Um, yeah, like you, I, I, I looked at the lyrics and I, I thought about like Grace Jones singing them and how much like more interesting they would be. Yeah. Yeah. Any, well, I thought about having children, or you know, some, just some character, Marion Faithful, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I was jumping directly back to Richard Thompson. Yeah, like if he sang mm-hmm. that line, you'd be like, "Oh, damn, that's dark." Yeah, yeah. There's songs about like, yeah, my friend came over and she drinks while I cook some pancakes. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. I mean, I did like Apron Strange. She's pop. she's talking about her her children. Yeah. And it, you know, at the time there were only two, but it, it was kind of talking about their life or what they like might 20. do. <laughs> Apron strings, each. It's interesting. It's like a very, very light Smith, too. 
has like <laughs> okay. yeah in the in the sense of that they could both be accused of like uninspired musings then yes yeah the smiths are you comparing the guitars like the the melodies like they're i i think that's uh there's some influence there yeah so birch when we were offline you were saying that we're getting more of yes. this band but it's a better album absolutely I really came into everything but the girl in the 90s when they had transitioned out of this sophistopop into electronica and they did um, some trip hop. OK, that's what I knew them from. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and Missing was a was a big hit, right? Missing was a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, 93 or four. Right. So, I mean, uh, well after this. Yeah. It's like a Suzanne Vega situation. Yes, Amplified Heart, 1994, um, and then we'll be talking about Walking Wounded in 1996. And it's a good album. Um, it might not be everybody's taste, but I think we'll have a lot more to say about the sort of production and the how interesting they... I feel like Ben Watt finally figured out how to like do production that is a mm. lot more interesting than the 80s kind of... Uh, drum machine and and easy synth like the this 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 soft synth sounds so soft yeah D- it, yeah it's dull this this is a <clears throat> this, this is what i think kyle already said it just rounded off on the edges yeah like a, yeah you're right too i mean even music that we've done in this book that has been the quiet storm music even that had a little more of a a presence that that you could really dig into. Yeah, I mean the the, the issue is it's not that they're a two piece; it's just how they're doing it. Fucking a rhythmics are a toothpiece, uh, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, and they're fucking yeah. like yeah. destroying. Like, yeah. so it's, it's dynamics. It's, and, it's, yeah. it's dynamics, and it's also I don't think it's any of you're our right. bag. You're right. You're right. Dynamics in the the sort of like um, it's like you didn't do the tempo changes on a lot of these. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going from one song. And we're just coming off, you know, Fishbone, which is complete all over the place. But it is very one mode. Like you could skip to almost any, except for the song we're currently listening to it. Uh, the night I heard Caruso sing, which is obviously Ben singing. But you could skip around to any of the other songs, and they're, they're relatively the, you know, the same mode, the yeah. same song. It, it has. It, it's all just yeah, yeah, soft yeah. ass jazz chords. Yeah. What did you guys think of Ben singing on uh, the night I heard Caruso sing? He, he's got a nice voice. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace. It, 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 yeah, it, it was definitely like, oh, that's this is, oh yeah, it's the same, but it's different now. Yeah, it's a piano ballad, and it's a little, you know, it has that. It's a little bit of a crooner. Yeah, I mean, like McVie. Yeah, right. It's a little old daddy. It just it feels like very behind the times to me, though. Like this doesn't feel like 1988 when you when we're listening to this song. I feel like this could have come out 
honestly in 78 but that's yeah, part of what yeah. sophisto pop is right it's it's no really... I, I get that but i i guess hmm. i don't know okay i i think that's they're the jazz the, they're pulling in the quote-unquote sophistication of the jazz era yeah i know that oh no i get i get that for yeah. sure but i don't think it's because of like the jazziness of it i don't think it's because of the and I, I feel like it's just that like it doesn't have any innovation of the last 10 years it just doesn't have any like sure i don't yeah you're right so good um, so with a lot of sophisticated stuff it still has some innovation of the of the time period in between they're just drawing from other influences and doing a specific way right maybe i like trevor horn produce sophisticated yeah maybe that i can see that a hundred percent rob um god we got a Goodbye Sunday in our cans right now, and it's just the shittiest New Jack Swing. Oh, that is yeah. I, oh, it's so I'm loath to call that New Jack Swing because that is yeah. I, I agree with Kyle. I love I like that, New, so, New Jack yeah. Swing. Yeah. yeah, speed up, speed up, New Jack Swing, and tell me if that's not the same drum beat. No, it is, and that's that's killing me now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's like I'm... New Jack Nap. This is bad. <laughs> You know what? It's for somebody. It's not for me. And I, I don't want to sit here and shit on them because I'm sure I'm going to way more enjoy their, their 90s output than, yeah. than what's going on in my kids yeah. right now. But let's, yeah, this is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about something uh, positive about the album, though, is please. I think the production is good. Oh, it's clean, for, man. For a self, he's producing it. You know, it's a two piece yeah. and he's produced this album. And I think that's. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, great I, production. I, I'm, I'm yeah, go. I mean, they did have some money behind it and some other, this, you know, I, yeah. Is this totally digital? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. But I, I am going to go back to you uh, to the point of pointing out as a two piece that uh, uh, a Rhythmics record was also self-produced. It is. With a four track and they're, they're. It was not as clean and, you know. But it was more fun. It was more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was much, much better. <laughs> yeah, but this. Right. But I mean, this was, I mean, their first record was what, 82, this group and something mm-hmm. like early eighties before they met and started doing stuff together, they were a part of, of that label and, and doing, uh, you know, recordings for professional stuff. Right. True, so right. I feel like that's yep. a little, so, so they had a, a good step up resources, sure. uh, yep. experience and knowledge. Right. So, yeah. yeah, of course we can't compare everything to the Eurythmics as a two piece. Cause it's a high, high bar. Right. But, they had some steps up too, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the album reached number 13 in the UK and number 38 in New Zealand received a gold certification for sales in excess of 100,000 copies in the UK. So yeah. quite a bit different than the US gold. But, but it's still, I mean, for the island, that, that's, a, that's a big deal, that's man. That's very good. That's a lot. Of, that's a suspicious amount of sales, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, as a person who's never sold more than... 200 things <laughs> i'd say doing pretty Let me good. edit that out <laughs> what do we think i can't neutral yeah I, I can't in good uh conscience like I, I would never recommend this to anybody like and even if i end up liking the next one i will never you're right be like don't go back to this yeah 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 you know oh if you like this don't listen to this you know like i, I, I wouldn't I, I, recommend I'm, anybody fuck to this yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm negative on it myself mm-hmm. um I, and i i don't I don't say that with any malice. It's just, it's really, really not my thing. Yeah. I I think I have a little bit in the back of my mind. I know what comes after this too. And this is, it's not even a good origin story. Yeah. This, 
Or yeah, I'm m- switching it to negative. Negative. I mean, okay. Maybe it is like, oh, look where they started. Look what they blossomed into. So yeah. I, I don't know. But th- this book is full of all kinds of albums I don't think should be yeah. consumed this by like humans. It's like an It Gets Better album. Yeah, but in... Uh, yeah. Hmm. No, yeah, not for me, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a negative. Negative. I, uh, I, there's so the things I, w- I was thinking about is would I listen to this again? No. Um, would I recommend this to anybody? No. Do I think that it's innovative? No. Do I think that it's influential and important on what's going to come after? No. I wanted to recommend that first track until I found it. It's not really the first track in all versions of the album. <laughs> oh, right. No, that's the best part. I mean, honestly, like my favorite part of the record is the guitar tone and the guitar lines that he takes off of what crazy horse was doing yeah. um, on that cover song. That's my yeah. favorite part. That's the most melodic and catchy part of the entire record is those guitar lines that he does change a little bit, you know, uh, riffs off of a little bit of a cover song. Yeah. Talk about the difference between one band opening with a cover song and another band. Yeah. <laughs> Wowie zowie. Yeah. What, so where you, where you at now, Birch? I can't decide. I mean, I think I'll go. Uh, I'll say negative, but I do think that there is value in pop production that everything but the girl has created in this okay. album. I say it's a footnote. Yeah, I I think that this was when you're talking about other albums or kind of that that style of music. Not at all my style, but I do think that they do have something going for them as producers, as artists, that they are they're showing other people how to do this this sophistopop 80s style, I guess. Yeah, I like I like to think that I'm a grown up enough to be able to even if I don't like the genre, I can go, okay, sure, but this is done really well. And I, I don't feel that here. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. So, Birch, do you think that this album belongs in the book? That's a hard call. It's is a it? really tough call because, well, you just have to consider. I mean, if this book is going to have every genre of music, every style, is there another, you know, what would we put in this book that covers this sort of very, very light, airy, sophistopop, element it's already in there Sade like there's better You're examples right. of this You're right. Sade I, I, is pretty pretty good I'm just gonna pop in and say uh, justice for Exotica because we have none of that in this book yeah yeah you it's know. a little, little bit different it's not as like a cleaned up 80s digital sound like true like this is but you're right Sade really covers a lot of bases for this the sort of genre and it's a much better album cool yeah. All right, next time we'll be talking about <laughs> Living Color, Vivid. Yeah, thanks, y'all.